become a tradition at Flipside that we, uh, at the last service of the year, take uh, an opportunity for everyone to hear from the staff and what we call five good minutes. Uh, and so this morning, what we're going to do is give every one of the staff an opportunity to share with you uh, five good minutes on what God has taught us, what he's done with us, through us, and in us. Um, this will be especially significant because we're talking about five good minutes at the end of 2020. Uh, and there may only be five good minutes <laughs> worth the talking about. Uh, but regardless of uh, the events of the calendar year, God has been so exorbitantly good uh, to continue to walk with us through it, uh, to speak to us in it. Uh, and to reveal things of his heart and his character and his nature to us. Uh, part of the reason why we do this, can we just scoot down a little bit? I'm hugging, I'm hugging Rick's keyboard on one side and Heather on the other side. I feel like I need some space from both of them. Um, I do, I need some space. Scoot over. Uh, part of the, uh, the purpose of this is there's oftentimes when I'm up here talking, a lot of people have the, the tendency to believe the one with the microphone has got their stuff together all the time. Um, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, and also to believe that those who are on staff at a church are on staff because they got their stuff together. Uh, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so part of this is, is, is it's just an effort to open up a little bit and to pull back the curtain and say, well, we understand uh, a lot of what many of you have been through and gone through and experienced this year because you've shared it with us as is appropriate in church. Uh, but you haven't, you haven't heard from us. You, you haven't heard our stories and, and um, what we've been going through uh, and oftentimes, um, not only do we need to tell parts of our story, but you need to hear it um, so that together we can, as the Bible says, spur one another on to love and good deeds and to encourage one another all the more as that day quickly approaches. Uh, and so, in an act of uh, just opening up a little bit, Five good minutes. The only one I'm worried about is patient, because I don't know that he's ever only talked for five minutes. Um, I'm not worried about me, because I'm the pastor, and I have ultimate control of the mic, and so I can go as long as I want to. Um, uh, but regardless, <laughs> Charlie, you're starting us off. So um, a friend of mine sent me this a couple of weeks ago, and we do a little... Um, kind of weekly devotional in our staff meetings, and I just kind of wanted to take a little bit more from that because um, I, I just really liked what it said in 2020. It's from Jesus Calling. It says, for our uh, little bits of it, I broke it down. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. That's 2 Corinthians 4.17. It says, I have promised to meet all your needs according to my glorious riches. When you sit quietly with me, I shine the light of my presence directly into your heart. In this heavenly light, peace grows abundantly and weeds shrivel up. I also send trials into your life. When you trust me in the midst of trouble, peace flourishes and weeds die away. Thank me for troublesome situations, 2020. And peace, 
um, that can out that can produce far outweighs the trials you endure. So 2020, I think for everybody was not um, the year that we had planned it to be. Everybody was like, 2020 is going to be a great year, and then um, that quickly that quickly changed. Um, for us, I felt like no matter what comes, it's better than the last handful of years. Um, so when we first started hearing rumors of this worldwide timeout, I just, I, I don't know about you, but I couldn't imagine what would really happen. I'm like, 14 days, that's weird. Like the kids went to school on March 13th, that was a Friday, and then like we're not going to go back for a week or so. And you think it's something that happens like in a big movie where the world shuts down. There's a lot of movies, like we thought it was really funny in the beginning to watch all these movies like Contagion and a few other ones. Like, let's just, let's make this fun and funny. Um, and then it became hard to get food. And I'm thinking, okay, I was really good at Oregon Trail, if anybody ever played the Oregon Trail. <laughs> and like, the if you look back into it, if you remember, like if you were really into it, because I really was, the best month to start and Nobody really survives Oregon Trail, so it's kind of a bad reference. But <laughs> the best month to start if you don't want to run out of food is March. So I'm like, okay, we got this. So I accidentally um, signed up for a toilet paper subscription, which I thought was stupid. And I still have it because it's still hard to get toilet paper. Um, yeah, don't cancel that if you get it. Amazon can sometimes get you that. Um, but it just seemed like there was constant disappointments. There was disappointments and just kids missing out on milestones and um, people losing their businesses and their jobs. And it, every time you turned around, like, I would try and just wake up and be thankful and happy. Like, what's going on in my life today that I can just be thankful and happy about? Um, because it just, you would wake up to the news, and I'm not one to watch the news, but you couldn't avoid it. There was just just terrible things that were coming, and there was so much fear. Um, for some, there was fear of the virus. For some, there was fear of the unknown. And <clears throat> for some, there was just fear of what would happen if you didn't comply to the new rules. And so I had to make a conscious decision to wake up and find something to be thankful for or something that was good in my day. Um, so I was thankful for the kids that were home, even though now I'm like, everybody get out of the house. Like, we're, we're done with that. <laughs> But there's the extra time, the extra meals together, which really, when your kids get older, that just doesn't happen. So you can be thankful for that. Um, I was thankful for miles and miles. Like, I would walk five to ten miles a day with my friends. I thought you meant my grandson. Oh, and miles, and miles. Oh, we're all thankful for miles okay, because yeah, he was, like, the bright time. spot in 2020 for all of us because he would just come in and hang out with us. <laughs> yes, miles, too. Um, but I, I walked so, so much that the tread fell off my shoes and I got holes in them. Um, thankful for weekly pizza with friends and um, just group texts that you would wake up and you would laugh to. But I was especially thankful, and I think most of the people here and most of the people online, because this church just decided to, like, we were really the church. Like, we decided to just be the church. And Carl would say, you guys don't have to come in. You don't have to be a part of this. He would always start with that. And we're like, well, we're going to do whatever it is that we're going to do. So we decided to be, I think, the first church in the area that just stayed open. And we let people come in the doors. And at first, they were, like, trickling in. Yeah. <laughs> but 
we had to figure out a way to go online. And so at first, all these chairs were out, and there was some of these little tables. It was propped up on an iPad, and we figured that out for a couple weeks. <laughs> and it was Miranda and I are crawling around on the floor trying to, like, make sure everything's pointed in the right direction. It was kind of a hot mess, but um, kind of a blooper reel. But I've just been thankful each week that we continue to have our doors open and that anybody that's comfortable being in here, and we're... We're pretty comfortable, I feel like. Um, it's just given people something to, that's consistent. And everybody needs something that's consistent in their life, especially in 2020, when not everybody has that. Um, and then Jeremiah 29:11, I have it in my house on a plaque, and it's actually in our, um, the studs of our house. When we first built our house, we wrote it inside one of the walls. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And so that's kind of my 2020 verse because we don't know when it's going to be normal again, but God has the plan and he knows. So that's been good. Good job, Charlie. Good job. Patient? Okay. I was trying to check the watch there and then make sure that I do just five minutes. Uh, this year was just amazing uh, in a different way. I try my best to continue to live my life normal, even though a lot of people around me, they were not normal. But uh, yeah, I just realized that this year was a year that the Lord tried to teach me something new. And then when I was reading the Bible and uh, the verse of the year was in the book of Hebrew, where they're talking about Jesus learning. He said, Jesus, on the day of flesh, he learned. He learned a lot of new stuff. I said, if God can learn what me, patient, can I do now? Mm. And then I learned a lot. I learned for how God was so faithful, even in the mix of a chaos. Um, God was so faithful that this year, in the beginning of a corona, when everybody, they were worrying if they need to wear masks or to buy food, my wife and I, we were actually buying our first house. Mm. Just in the mix of uh, all of that. We were actually moving during the coronavirus thing where people didn't even know if it was really from China or something like that, but <laughs> I didn't care. All I needed was to be in my new house and that's it. And uh, this year was so amazing that uh, my wife finished college. Mm. And then, yeah. Uh, job, that that's... Uh, it's been a very long journey. Uh, if you guys know my wife, she's a very perfectionist. She wants everything to be done in a, in a certain way, and uh, she chose a major, not like mine, which could be communication. You read a couple hours before the final, and you go write the paper, and that's it. <laughs> but no, she just decided to become a civil engineer, and uh, she come to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning every day. But for once, she done. And we, we talk about that. There's no masters, nothing like that. After <laughs> this, we're just done. Um, that was amazing. And one more thing that was amazing this year, in the mix of that corona when it started, this is when I was appointed to take in charge the youth ministry, which was amazing. In a sense, we are supposed to learn everything, to learn the names of the people, and uh, to learn that Rancho is just different <laughs> in many ways, and then I need to learn that. And then it took me time. Sometimes I was standing outside of the game, watching the kids doing their things and trying to figure out how I'm going to fit there. 
and how I'm going to lead these people, but it was amazing. Pastor, thank you for trusting me, and thank you to the church, and thank you to the community, you sending your kids to me so we can teach them the word of God and the way of Jesus. Uh, it's been a, a very challenging way. I've been a pastor for a couple years, but this year was something new. And then I learned. I learned about myself. I learned about my limit. I learned what God can do and what I cannot do. Uh, in my marriage, it was, uh, like I said, it was a very, very long journey, even 2020. Um, there was a moment that I even asked myself if my wife was actually my wife. Because I don't know. I, one day I made a comment to her. I said, I think you are married to Fresno State, not to me. Yeah, but, you know, because you're giving all your times there. But, but God was continue to be faithful in that. And we bless God for our daughter. She turned six years. And uh, she being protected, and she went to school for the first time, and then she went to school online. I mean, if you ask her a question, how school? Cool, I love it. Because she doesn't know the difference. She just know online. And then she's coming to the church. She loved the church, and then thank you. Wow. Well done, Faison. You got two more minutes if you want to. Nothing else you want to say? That's right to be the best let me just recap a little bit because I didn't say this right up front. We didn't say like what area of ministry we kind of do. And some people know there's a lot of people online that maybe don't know. Um, and so, yeah, Charlie, um, you do a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Kind of put it in a nutshell for us. Um, church. <laughs> like we set up for the church. We find volunteers. If you want to volunteer and serve, find me because we need a lot of people to serve. Perfect. And yeah. That's it. And Charlie, you've been on you've been on staff with us for how long? Five years? Six, five? I don't know. You lose time around here. <laughs> Patient, what do you do? Okay, I'm in charge of a junior high, high school, and a young adult ministry. Um, yes, this is what I do. And you've been here for this year? Yeah, this year. Yeah, like I said, it's easy to remember because the COVID started when I started. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, thanks for not bringing Ebola over from Africa. I appreciate that, at least. That's why I was not afraid of the corona. When the COVID thing first hit, patient, I, don't worry, Pastor. I've been through Ebola. It's no big deal. I told Pastor that. It's no big deal. It's no problem. Pastor told me, you're not afraid of a corona? I said, Pastor, I beat Ebola. That's easy. I beat Ebola. That's no big deal. No problem. That's not malaria. No, that's not a joke. I got malaria more than... Yeah, but this is from China. Yeah. More than 20,000. This, this is huge. <laughs> Simple, I don't know, but yes, we, I'm not afraid about it at all. <laughs> and I think about the right place with the right people, with the right mind, where actually in that area we really think the same. <laughs> all right. So, Miranda? I am in charge of all things children's ministry from ages birth through sixth grade. Um, and then I also do a lot of the tech end with uh, slides and announcements and... <laughs> The website. <laughs> and you've been here how long? This is my third year, I believe. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so I think that you guys will all be very happy to know I will not be talking about COVID-19 this morning. Hmm. Um, I'm actually here to talk about the election. So. Very <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was good. That was good. That, that that was her one joke all year long. She's been saving it this year. 
So come back next year for five good minutes. She's got her other joke. I had to throw that bit in there for my husband, Joe. Way to go, Joe. Timing's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this year it's been a year. Um, for so many, including myself, have faced uh, a lot of loss and grief and heartache, um, a lot of stress. It is very easy to look back on this year and just see negative. Um, God teaches a lot in those negative moments, um, and I thought that was maybe the direction I was going this morning. And then late last night, I'm taking a shower, and I'm just like in prayer, and I'm, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to focus on the negatives this morning. I'm, I need to shift my perspective um, and think about the blessings of this year. Mm. Um, mm. Because I really wasn't finding the words to talk to you about this morning. And then I shifted my perspective to think about the blessings of this year. And then I had to cut some things out because there's so much mm. I could talk about. Um, so I just want to share a few highlights in kids' ministry this year. Um, I'm going to have to juggle three different things. Um, okay. So in January, we took the kids to winter camp, um, and this was before everything happened, so it looks pretty normal. Um, uh, you'll see in the middle, there's six kids from Flipside who accepted Jesus at that winter That's camp. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You clap for that. That's good. I mean, when I thought about a way to start a year, I was like, wow, God, thank you. Um, the leaders who went on this trip reported back to me and said these kids, these kids were in tears with mm. like this overwhelming of the Holy Spirit in them. Um, and they just said that this was a powerful thing to watch mm. as a leader. Um, okay. And then in February, um, I call this my birthday present because my birthday present was in February. The park opened. We had the grand opening of the park. Um, it's really been a fun thing to watch the kids enjoy this. Um, the park is not only served, that's Miles right there in the swing. Um, it's not only served, you know, the kids ministry, but the youth uses it all the time for games. Um, and then the community, pretty much everyone has a gate code. So um, the community has the ability to use it. There's people playing basketball all the time. I think it's just something especially this year, and this mm -hmm. is before we knew what was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. My number one strength is connectedness, so I'm gonna be connecting a lot of things of why it happened this year. Mm. We needed a place to go to get our kids out, um, and when a lot of other parks were caution taped around, I was <laughs> really excited to see this happen. Mm. Um, and then in March, you know, everything shut down. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> Um, I have to put you on blast here this morning. <laughs> we um, went live online for the first time as a church and dove right into the world of tech. And as Charlie said, it was a little bit of a hot mess in the beginning, but now I think we're, we're looking pretty professional. Hmm. Um, and then we held our very first Sunday school Zoom meeting. Um, <laughs> um, if you've 
<laughs> if you have little ones at home who are on Zoom, I don't know how you guys do it. It was interesting to try to manage everyone talking at once, and um, Jamie and a lot of the other leaders did a fantastic job this year just just reaching out to kids and going over and beyond, making videos, reading books, making sure they stayed connected with the kids here at Flipside. So I just want to say thank you. And then not only um, were the leaders impressive, but the kids just like surprised me so much in their ability to spread joy. Um, and they brought um, the sign there in front says, uh, you have been joined. So instead of like spreading germs, you spread joy. <laughs> and um, we have that out in the parking lot still. And uh, there's a few that showed up in my front yard and other kids' front yards. They just, once you got one, you went and did that to someone else. And uh, the Gype kids brought us muffins. Um, they've been delivering muffins and cookies and things to other people as well. Um, it's just like so inspiring that the kids wanted to do something themselves this year too. And then in April, I experienced my very first Easter at home, <laughs> which was um, surprisingly incredible because I think it was the first time we really were forced to slow down and appreciate the resurrection of Jesus. And I think Joe and I were in the word a lot. Um, we watched the Passion of the Christ. Like, there's so much that um, we had time to do uh, to really um, reflect on that. So I was excited about Easter at home, actually. Um, and then, of course, we also had to keep our egg hunt going, and I liked everyone's participation and putting their eggs in their front yard all decorated. Brenda, you're doing great, but if you're going month by month, you're already at six and a half I'm, minutes. I'm, I'm so. Jeff's not here, so I'm going to take this time. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> and then this summer, sometime. I'm skipping ahead. Up. Summertime, we had virtual VBS. We passed out 150 bags. I was skeptical how this was going to work, but. Um, <laughs> you're doing great. Keep going. Um, yeah, we were able to reach that many families, and um, parents got to, usually in VBS, you drop off your kid, the leaders lead your kids all week. This year, the leadership shifted to parents, and I thought that was really cool. Like, you got to lead your kids in faith conversations. And then we celebrated 15 years at Flipside, Ooh. which was really cool. Um, we... Mm baptized some kids. This is such a cool experience to watch. Um, one of them was the ones from camp, and mm -hmm. um, another one surprised me then and said, you know, uh, Miranda's the reason I, I um, Miranda and Joe led us, led me to Christ um, mm -hmm. during Sunday school. And sometimes kids don't always tell you those things, and then you find out later, and it's like, that's why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Harvest Party was a great success. You guys all know how much I stressed about this, um, whether it was going to happen, what to do, and um, you guys all surprised me in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, and then we got to hmm. do a lot of fun stuff this Christmas with Parents Night Out, serving parents, giving them an opportunity 
to go out with their spouse. And then also the kids just got to have fellowship with each other. And there's just a fun evening. And then last but not least, mm. um, Christmas Eve, I had this expectation that I'd have this huge group of kids. And it actually ended up being a really small group, which for anyone planning an event, maybe not as many people coming could mean it wasn't a success. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I realized something happened during um, our group time that I asked the kids, Do you, who knows what the Christmas story is all about? And a few raised their hand and, you know, would say, you know, the birth of Jesus. They kind of went into it. And a few of the boys said, um, you know, how did you know that? What mm. are you talking about? Mm. And so we got to share for the very first time the Christmas story with some mm. of these kids who had not heard it really mm. before. Mm. Um, and it changed when you've heard the Christmas story a hundred times, it feels like it changed the significance of the story Mm. and it brought it back to life. Mm. So this year was full of a lot of really incredible blessings and I'm glad I got to share and take more time than I was supposed to. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It amazes me that in the year when the world shut down, uh, ministry did not and we didn't. I just am so impressed uh, just not with my staff and certainly Miranda, everything that the children did, uh, but with our church. Um, you just keep grinding, uh, and it's so good to hear. It's, it's neat. To, I didn't realize all, I mean, you, when you look back and realize all those stories and all those things and all those people and all those kids and all those events that you wouldn't know that anything was different. That was fun. Rick, what are you doing? How long have you been here? My name is Rick Robbins. I am in charge of music and other assorted technology thing. I've been here since the beginning. Do we even know when that was officially? <laughs> well, in the beginning, God created Six, the heavens yes. and the earth. <laughs> the earth not was that almost in void, the but beginning Rick was not. Of flip side, so 16 years or so ago. And, um, oh, look, I'm out of time because she <laughs> went nine minutes and 35 seconds. Oh, thank you. So, um, you know, in reflecting back over this year from one hand, For me, it felt strangely like a regular year Mm. um, because we are involved at a church who chooses to be open. Mm. And so Sundays for us was, I mean, besides getting to stream for the first time and working out those details, um, but we, 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 we still have just had church. And um, I I teach at a high school um, that I won't name, but God is with us, (laughs) if you know what I mean. And um, we elected to open on August the 10th, and... um, that was kind of a rocky road at times where we stop in the office at, after school, you know, each 
a day and say, so are we still coming back tomorrow or no? <laughs> yes, okay. One more day. And so, I mean, obviously we had some uh, adjustments and things on campus, but we, we, we still had students every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I teach theater and, and vocal music there, and we still had a fall show, and mm-hmm. we still had our, our you know, our standard performances. Uh, we haven't had uh, singing at the football game, but <laughs> I can't help it if sports can't get their act together. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, wow. sorry, I'm just. <laughs> so, um, as far as like the a day-to-day activities, I mean, there have been changes, but. We've still been just going forward, and um, and I mean, for for our family at home, it was kind of strange because we got down to having only one a child at home, and it was pretty peaceful. Yes, <laughs> and then the thing happened, the apocalypse, as we like to speak of it, and um, suddenly our two uh, sons were, were, were like, hey, we have to come home. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Yeah, just, you know. And so suddenly our house was, was full again, and the volume just exponentially went up <laughs> in the house at all, all hours. But um, having the, our a son's home, I mean, honestly, has been really awesome. And, um, and uh, it certainly isn't something that we, 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 we were, you know, expecting, but um, such, a, uh, such a fun experience having them home when you don't expect your adult children to actually be at home. So, I mean, in spite of all of the insanity that is happening, um, just trying to focus, you know, as Miranda said, you know, looking back over the, the year, if you set aside all of the disappointing things that happen and you actually look at at you know how our heavenly father has blessed us mm. and the opportunities mm. that we we have experienced in spite of the apocalypse mm. it's been extremely encouraging thank you well wow, great I'm Heather. I have no clue what I do. That's not anymore. true at all. Okay, I, I work on Maywood stuff, and I help take care of Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the truth. It is the truth. It is a full-time job. You're right. Thank you, Rick. Um, I also am not as um, comfortable in my job, apparently, as the rest of the staff, so I'm not going to sass Carl, <laughs> okay? Because uh, you guys were saucy today. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so a little backstory on me. Um, in the last couple of years, I've talked about how fear and um, worry has controlled my life, which people don't tend to think of me because I'm the lady who's like ready to crack a joke, but <laughs> that's just a mask of who I really am, which is a girl who's living in fear a lot and worried. However, oddly, <laughs> not this year, <laughs> which can only be explained by a piece that God has given me. Um, he... Yeah, I normally this would have been something that I'm sure my husband thought, I don't care that we can't find teepee or food. I'm going to be stuck with Heather in this house <laughs> um, all the time. And um, he, we talked about it. He was like, you know, you don't talk about something because like, like is a baby's asleep or you don't, don't just don't talk about what's happening because if you talk about it, maybe it won't keep working that way. We never talked about the fact that I wasn't freaking out until yesterday. <laughs> we're like, well, we're close enough to the end of the year. <laughs> Let's see if we can talk about it now. Um, he said about me this year that he noticed not that I have given up control, but that I've let God be in control more, mm. um, which mm. for me is hard because I like to control things because I just I do it better than most people. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel. Um, so... Uh, that, is, for me, has been that God um, showed me this year to remember, to look back at all the things that he has done for me. That when um, I would start to get worried or concerned, I need to remember, look, look what I already did for you, girl. Just don't, you don't even have to look back very far. It's kind of right there behind you. Mm -hmm. And I had a huge, visible reminder every day as I would pull up to my brand new house. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Because last year we bought a house that we had prayed for and um, waited for, and it seemed like it was never quite the right time, and we had all these things, and it was God's perfect timing that we moved into that home three years or three months, sorry, before all this broke out. Mm. Because if I was stuck in Madera Madera during all this, I would have tailspinned, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, his his timing has always been perfect, um, and his promises he always follows through in his promises to us. Um, and so I read Second uh, Peter 3, 8 through 9 that says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. I, he is very patient with me. He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So I just um, realized I needed to be still this year and enjoy things and know that God still has us in the palm of his hands. Um, and this year I've been looking for ways to be joyful and God in everyday life. And he's shown up in my kid that we have, she has hearing issues and we had a big doctor's appointment. And I thought, well, this is where the shoe is probably going to drop, right? Because <laughs> that's kind of how I tend to live my life. And we got a great report that her ears are the same. We will take the same because they have been on a downhill slide. So the same is great. That is a miracle. And my house and my marriage has gotten stronger. I've gotten closer to my husband this year um, because it has been the three of us. <laughs> the three amigos. They're not even smiling. They're like, I'm just kidding. Uh, the th it's been the three of us, and I never thought that with having one kid, I thought there would be lots of things, not that we would always stick in a house together <laughs> forever, but one of the things I wanted to say was none of us could prepare for this year, but how quick were we to start to doubt? 
um, it probably didn't take us very long to start to doubt on things. So, but we can um, start to prepare ourselves on the front end. I feel like my years of praying for me to not be fearful, I was praying on the front end, preparing me. God was preparing me for this year so that I would not be freaking out this entire year. So, that's me. Good job, Heather. <laughs> Uh, let me just say this. Um, please make sure uh, that you thank the staff for on-the-fly uh, learning and growth and transition. Like all of us understand, this, this, this virus thing just came out of nowhere, and immediately we were forced on the run. It's like building an airplane while it's in flight. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's exactly what this year was. This was building the airplane while we're flying and hoping it doesn't crash. Um, so all of you, Charlie, Patient, Miranda, Rick, Heather, and Jeff, who's at home, who uh, started feeling poorly a couple days ago. It's not coronavirus. Um, it, he just is feeling a little under the weather. So he's like, you know, I'm just going to stay home. But him, certainly. Um, I'm proud of you guys. I love you. You need to tell them thank you for for rolling through this year. Uh, and we need to tell our church thank you for rolling through this year because by and large, the majority of you has said, yeah, let's just keep doing church. Um, uh, let's just keep doing it. And so thank you for the freedom and the authority um, to, if people show up at the doors, to keep the doors open. Um, there aren't many churches, I've said this from day one, and this year proved it. There aren't many churches like you at all. Uh, so thank you for being flip side. We love you a whole bunch. Um, I want to share with you what God has, uh, has sh uh, been talking to me about. Um, where's the book of Psalms? Um, where's my clear? You can go sit down if you want to, or you can stay up here and look pretty. It, uh... <laughs> you can stay. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Here's, here's, here's what God taught me. Here's what God taught me. <laughs> Rick saw, I'm out. <laughs> here's what God taught me. Jeremiah 112. This is, this is the explanation of what that verse is. God is alert and active, watching after his word to perform it. God's alert and he's not still. He's active. He's moving. Doing what? Watching after his word to do what he has said. This is what God taught me. Every word of God proves, is proven, will be proved true. He's a shield to those who take refuge in him. This is what God taught me. No one who hopes and waits and expects in you, God, will ever, ever be put to shame. God, guard and rescue and keep my life. Rescue me and deliver me. Do not let me be put to shame. For I take refuge in you and I trust you. This is what God taught me. That the greatest thing, the greatest thing, that God reminded me of this year is to believe and to trust and to study and to pray and to live by 
and to be unashamed of his word. Is God reminded me that, that every time I think about a thing, to think about it like someone in this book would think about it. That whenever I have a decision to make or I think about a thing to make a decision and think about it as if I was in this book. Like the people in this book thought about it. God reminded me, Carl, act like you're a character in the Bible. Because I'm watching after and I'm active about my word. And if you act like you're a character in the Bible and think about things and act like people in my word thought about things and act like things, I'm going to watch after that and I'm going to be active on that behalf. Do you understand what I'm saying? God made me focus and readjust myself this year to make a priority of my preaching and of my teaching and of my life to be driven by the idea that the greatest thing that can happen is for people to be serious about this book. This book. Not how to live a happy life, not how to be successful, not three simple keys to joy, but to be serious about this book. To actually believe the promises in this book, to actually believe the truths in this book, to actually believe the priority of living according to this book. To, 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 God, God, God focused me and said, Carl, this year, really believe that there really was a lake and there really was a man who walked on its waters. That that really happened. Carl, really believe that there was a lame guy who couldn't walk and then another man named Jesus actually restored healing in his legs and the guy got up on, like believe that that really happened. Like really believe that there were people with infectious diseases that were touched by a man named Jesus and were actually healed. Like really believe this stuff. Like really believe that there was a man who was dead for a few days and Jesus spoke to a dead man and a dead man really got up and lived. Like really believe that that happened. Like really believe that there was a storm that a man named Jesus spoke to and the storm called. Really believe. And really believe that that God listens to me That that God of this book doesn't just listen to me, but listens to you. It's been amazing to me to think again about the reality of this book. And that I have access to that God and to his throne of grace. The relationship with Jesus Christ. This, the belief in this book, God said, Carl, get back to this. And I've been able to look at, at, at past Bibles that I've had. Bibles that I had through junior high and high school. A Bible that I had in college. And a Bible that I had as an adult. And I've been able to look at these, I still have them. 
But I'm able to look at these Bibles and think all of this stuff that I've read and studied and been told all throughout the years, like God said, get back to the wonder of all of that. And actually believing that everything in here is true, that it really happened, like the bread was multiplied, the fish was multiplied, the blind dude saw, the, 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 the deaf guy heard, like the crippled one walked, the dead were raised to life, the skin diseases were healed, the woman with the issue of blood healed. Like all this stuff, like get back to, like this really happened. And the God who did all that listens to me. You know why this is so important? Because if you haven't figured it out yet, people are going to lie to you. Politicians are going to lie to you. News media is going to lie to you. Social media is nothing but a lie. Your friends are going to lie to you. Your community members are going to lie to you. Listen, teachers are going to lie to you. Pastors are going to lie to you. There's some pastors that are going to try to tell you and convince you that everything is in here is not really the way it used to be. Like now it's different. There's such a move right now with some people who call themselves Christians to doubt what's actually in this book and to reinterpret it and deconstruct it and rebuild it in a way that's different than the plain reality of what the word says. Like it doesn't mean what it used to mean. The promises aren't the same of what they used to be. The God who's in this book isn't the same today that he was then. He's different now. He works to, but pastors are going to lie to you. And the only way to know who's lying to you and who's telling you the truth is to know this. This is what God was telling me this year. God was saying, Carl, I want you to believe this thing. And I want you to live like you believe it. And I want you to preach and teach like you believe it. And I want you to talk to your three sons like you believe it. And I want you to talk to your family like you believe it. And I want you to talk to your friends like you believe it. Do you understand? And, and I just wonder what would happen if we really believed it. If we started forgiving people, like we believe what this Bible says about forgiving people. If we started tithing, like we really believe with it. Oh, was that too personal? <laughs> like we really believe what this says about Generosity. If we started witnessing and sharing our faith, like this Bible says to do, like if we really believed what this Bible says about serving, I wonder what would happen if we really started praying like this Bible says. See, unless you know what's in this book, not what some book says about this book, Never read a book about this book more than you read this book. Little devotionals might be okay. 
But little devotions are not this book. And unless you, unless I, this is what God told me, Carl, unless you get back to this book, you will never really know who's lying to you and who's telling you the truth. Do you understand? And so God has called me back to this book. I want you coming to church here because I want you to begin to understand the priority of this book. Because this is our focus. This is our priority. And I want you taking this book. This is how I say it. You take this book and put it there. You take this book and you put it there. And you take this book and you put it there. And you take this book and you put it there. And you take this book and you put it there. Do you understand? Here's my fear. This is what a lot of people are doing. Taking this thing and putting it here. And taking this thing and putting it here. And taking this thing and putting it here. It's ridiculous. Here's what I know. Whether you know Jesus or not, you take this and put it here and this and put it here and this and put it here, you'll get to know him. And this is what Jesus told me. You hope in me, you expect in me, you trust in me, I'll watch after my word. I'll perform it in your life. And so how about... We start living as if we really believe what's in here. And then when we think about a thing, think about it as if we're in this book. Wouldn't that be a crazy experiment in 2021? God has been so good. He's been so good. Because he's always been good. And God will be good. Because he's always been good. And I want you to know them for yourself. I was talking to someone that I used to talk to a lot. And he said, you know, the problem with evangelical Christians, that would be us, is that um, you've made the Bible an idol. And I thought, well, your problem uh, is that you don't believe the Bible. Don't let that be your problem. Do you understand? I want you to pray with me. Father, for 2021, we look forward to it. Because we can look back on 2020 and see how good you've been. In the midst of what's called a pandemic, in the midst of great difficulty, in the midst of pain, in the midst of all kinds of things, that have just gone really, really, really poorly for a lot of people. We can look back and see how good that you have been. Father, I thank you that you have been so good to protect us, to protect our church, protect our ministry, to give us the staff, to give us the people of our church. 
I, we, we look back over 2020, we think, God, you've been so good. I, uh, God, I'm thinking right now that this was probably the most encouraging five good minutes we've ever had in all the other years, and, and this was probably the worst year. And it's been so good. That honestly, looking back on 2020, God, all we can do is raise a hallelujah and say thank you. Uh, that's, that in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a pandemic, just to get louder and louder and say, we just thank you. And Father, none of us have any idea of what 2021 holds. We have no idea. I think that you're already there. And Father, my great prayer for us is that we would begin to understand you, not just through coming to church, not just through thinking about you, not just through those, but we begin to really understand you by opening up your Bible and spending a little bit more time this year than last year in your word. Thank you that you are faithful to your word, that you watch after it, that you are active and alert, watching after it to perform it because it is perfected. And as we live and believe and think as people of your word, do what you said you would do, be our shield and our refuge. Let us not be put to shame and perfect your word in our lives and through our lives. Father, we trust you for that. And we will choose to be a church focused, built, and formed on the foundation of your word. As we do that, and I pray for every person here, every marriage, every family, every child, every adult, every person here, that everywhere they walk and everywhere they put their hands, that when it is focused, walked on, and held on to according to your word, that you would work in those lives and in those situations to perfect it, to perform it, and to bless in 2021. We trust you. We pray. Not because we are righteous. We pray because of your great mercy. So Lord, listen. Lord, forgive us. Lord, hear us and act. Do not delay because we bear your name. May we be people of your word. Thank you for everything you've done. We just want to shout a hallelujah to you. You're so good. In your name I pray, amen. Here's my ask. Here's my ask. Here's my ask. I want you to stand up because we're going to sing a song. You got to sing it loud and you got to sing it like joyfully and all that kind of good stuff because he has been so good. Here's my request that if you're going to start reading the Bible and you're like, well, that would be great if all that stuff could happen through reading the Bible. I just don't know where to start. Two suggestions, three suggestions. <laughs> One, start in the book of Mark. Matthew, Mark, second gospel of the New Testament. It's just all action, all activity. If you want to start somewhere else, start in the book of John, because in the John there are seven I am's of Jesus. You want to get to know Jesus? Know him through the book of John. He says sometimes I am the I am the I am. They get to know him that way. The third way is start in the book of Proverbs. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. You can read one chapter for every day of the, of the month that is. Do you understand that? I've given you three options to start reading the Bible. And don't give me the excuse, oh, I've read it before. I already know it. No, you don't. You can read it again because the Holy Spirit is so active and so keen. His word is sharper than any two-edged sword that it will still cut you where you need to be cut. You understand? Yes, sir. You, you, you feel me on that? Yes, now listen, next Sunday, two services, 9 and 1030. 
service. Live, we're, we're doing streaming one at 10.30, but next Sunday, two services, and I'm gonna kick it off, I'm gonna kick it off with one of my favorite passages of scripture all about, guess what? If you can't guess what I'm gonna preach on next week after what I just got insane, I'm gonna start this whole thing all over again. What is it? About the word of God. About the, and how important it is and how we, and so you show up next week and invite your huddle because this thing, the word, gonna be the only thing that is our salvation because of our faith in Christ and the, and the fact that this word is alive. You understand that? Amen. Can we sing?